Whoa, what's up? This your man, Chef Aaron Hall, and I'm chilling with my co-host, Yako Pico. And you tuned in to another episode of the Two Original Podcast. Actually, it's a special episode. We sitting here today with a New Orleans own artist, Kazmi. So, uh... Why don't you introduce yourself? We want to welcome you first of all, but introduce yourself to everybody. Thank out there. you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, hey God. everybody. Thank you for coming. Thank yeah, you for coming. It's your girl Casme in the building. Your favorite Casme. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, we wanna say uh we hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Uh, hope you enjoyed all the food, all the family. At least as much as you can have around your family, that mm-hmm. is. Because mm-hmm. down here in New Orleans, we done went back to phase two. So, mm-hmm. actually, they wanted everybody to kind of cancel Thanksgiving. But, um, I ain't no snitch, but we know that ain't happening here. So, uh, <laughs> Never. <laughs> we just don't follow rules very well here in New Orleans. So, uh, I think everybody. food involved. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Gumbo, all that good stuff. You know, a, a, a time to see the family and everything. So, just be safe. Just be safe, everybody. Absolutely. How was your Thanksgiving? It was beautiful. I was actually in uh, Texas with my sister and her husband and their family. They just got married and have a beautiful home. Yeah, congratulations to the Landrys. But yeah, I had a wonderful time, you know, just being around family and uh, eating real good. Eating real good. How your Thanksgiving was, y'all? Uh, it was kind of busy, you know what I'm saying? I still was moving around, shooting videos and stuff, doing <laughs> interviews. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Thanksgiving so Day. I, I couldn't really, I couldn't really sit down because I knew I couldn't be around so much of family besides the right. ones I live with. So, right. I ate what I could eat, stopped by Graham's, got my, uh, my pie for sure. <laughs> my sweet potato, I had to get a whole cake. Come on. You know what I'm saying? The whole so, thing, huh? The whole thing. I had That's to. That's so cheeky. So, <laughs> I enjoyed that much from Graham's You know how it goes So You know after that I went back to Knocking the shade down You know what I'm saying well, Trying to get the Trying to get the yard right That's what's up That's right. what's up That's mm-hmm. what's up What you got going on For me It was the same old it, it was just me and my wife We kicked it I mean you know Like I said Our kids grown They stopped by You know mm-hmm. Late night You know it wasn't too much We just chilled basically We cooked I mean we cooked We took the day to cook We were supposed to cook The <laughs> night before mm-hmm. But I was tired, so I needed to get some rest. Um, I just need to pause. You just said you have children that's grown? Yeah, yeah, that's my son right there. Wait, what? One of my main cameramen, Mm -hmm. that's my son over there. What? Mr. Lucid World Dude, yes. That's my wife. That's my my granddaughter right there. You gotta be kidding me. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) these two young guys look like they're straight out of uh, college or uh, high school. I wanted to say high school, but I didn't want to offend them. Mm -hmm. But they definitely look like young men. And he just said, this is his son. And it's so, oh my goodness, okay. Black, <laughs> black don't crack unless you own it. If you for own sure, it, you're looking a little rough. Sure, but y'all, sure. y'all look good, fellas. Y'all look good. Thank you, appreciate it. Thank you, appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> but with that being said, uh, congratulations on your wedding. How long yeah. has it has it been since you got married? Uh, we celebrating a year and a half, pretty much. Yeah, a year and so a half. So y'all still newlyweds. We still newlyweds. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I love being married. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. I think I'm, 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 I'm enjoying being married more now. Like, it's like as time progresses. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm becoming more in love with him. You know what I mean? Because we're learning each other. We're learning each other ways and everything like that. So 
It's a beautiful experience. I exactly. Love it. How That's long dope. have you been married? I've been married 24 years this year. Dude, you're only 30 years old. How you gonna be married to your 24? Man, that's crazy. Woo, she said I'm 30. That's a good one. That's crazy. But congratulations, 24 years. Yes, indeed. 24 years, black love. That's beautiful. Congratulations, Thank queen. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank that's you. awesome. So where, where, where was uh, your wedding at? Where did Dustin, it take Florida. You? So we did a destination wedding. We, I had 34 bridesmaids, so it mm-hmm. went it went viral. Uh, it, it was That's just, huge. It was beautiful. It was a sun sun uh, rise wedding and mm-hmm. a sunset reception, so it was very unique. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's, yes, that's indeed. what I was going to ask you about, <laughs> the 34 bridesmaids. Yeah. Uh, that must have been a pretty long wedding <laughs> ceremony. Not one? A, nope. No? No, indeed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, fashion show style. Oh, all right. So, you know, we had, my, my husband had 12 groomsmen, which basically was my sisters and their husbands and mm-hmm. their boyfriends or fiancés. And after that, all the ladies just walked, like, straight, like, back to back. It, we were done by 7 a.m. It started at, like, 5.30. So, oh. I got married. We got married mm-hmm. at Justice of the Peace. So, tell okay. me, what was the significance of having that many bridesmaids? It was more so just about cele- celebrating with women who meant a lot to me. Like, mm-hmm. my sisters, it's six sisters, so that's already a lot of the pie right there. But over the last 20 years of my life, probably 25 years of my life, I met a lot of amazing women because I'm a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been mentored. So these women were once young teenage girls who I said, we we are worth the wait, ladies. Like, you know, one day there's a man who's going to fall in love with you and he's going to wait for you. And so for me to have been in my fairy tale to meet a man who waited for me, so which means we were not sexually active until we got married for those who made be like, what's waiting me? So, yeah, so for me to have experienced that, I had to share that with them. Mm-hmm. So I wanted them to see it live and in a living color for themselves. And so just because of all the community work I do, those were amazing women who I wanted to be a part of my special day. They prayed with me. They understood the struggle, you know, when I was single and all that in the bad relationships. And they was there for it all. So mm-hmm. I had to make sure my girls was present. That's what's up. How was the reception? It was off the chain. Because <laughs> I had New Orleans. I mm-hmm. had jo- Atlanta shorties. My Atlanta shorties was in the house. And then I had <laughs> my Nashville girls because I lived in three different uh, states. So it was full of uh, good energy. A lot of dancing and singing. We had games. We had New Orleans style food in Destin, Florida. So it, it was it was at a park. It was hot. That's dope. Um, so where are you actually from? I'm actually from the Tent Ward. I was, okay. I was born on Annunciation Street. Yeah, shout out to the tent wall, folks. Like y'all <laughs> Raised in Algiers. How was it uh, coming up around that way? It was nice, you know. Outside of a couple of little shots here and there, you know, it wasn't, the crime wasn't as bad it is, as it is now. But my parents, they always made our home feel very warm and protected. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I was raised by two amazing parents who are still married 41 years. Shout they out both, to them. Shouts out to my parents. Thanks. Black love for real. And I never heard <laughs> my daddy. Shout out to the parents. Yeah, I never heard for my sure. daddy cuss at my mom. You know, I never, he never hit her, you know. So I was, inside I felt warm and protected, even though craziness was happening all around, you mm-hmm. know, in the tent ward, by the projects. But also, my dad used to take us out there to feed, you know, the people in the projects and 
uh, pray with them and sing for them and stuff like that. So it was a it was a great experience. You know, I, I had a chance to meet so many amazing people. And uh, New Orleans people are good people at heart, you know, outside of the crime and all that. So no matter where I was raised or where I lived, we were always attracted to good people. Absolutely, absolutely. So you say you stayed in Nashville too? Mm-hmm. I lived in Nashville for 10 years. That was further down the line on your music journey? That was the beginning of my music journey, believe it or not, because I went there for college and ended up winning a lot of talent shows. And I was mm-hmm. like, people was like, maybe you should do this like professionally. And I was like, oh, I watch Bodyguard with Whitney Houston. I don't want to be famous like that and people be stalking me and trying to kill me and stuff. But as a child, that really like, I was like, hey, I'm good on that. But I love singing and I right. love performing. So along this journey, I never really made that a priority to be like famous. I just wanted a bigger platform so that I could touch more lives and so that my music could be heard by the masses, you know, music with hope and love and, you know, just good energy. So when did you uh, when did you figure out within yourself that you had a love or a passion for music? When I was in the third grade. I, uh, I I broke my arm. I went to James Lewis, and I broke my arm on the, the recess lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they sent, my mama had to come pick me up. We went to the hospital. While I was in the hospital, I actually wrote my first song. And it was a song, me asking God to like, I was basically praying for all the people around me, which was like, it was a little girl who had like tubes, like barely, li- you know, she was like, living off of this machine, somebody else. Everybody else had situations way worse than mine. And so my heart just was like, oh, and I love music and I love to, my mom used to write and stuff. So I wrote my first song in third grade and that's when I realized that I wanted to be a singer writing songs to help people. Did you ever record that song that you wrote in third grade? (laughs) (laughs) Nope, never recorded it, but you know what? I'm I'm probably gonna do that for my gumbo collection, which which I'm releasing next year. Okay, okay. So you still have it? Yeah, I still know it, straight up. <laughs> That's what's up. That's it was simple. Up. It was like ABCs, you know. Was, I was a little girl. It's real simple, but now with my expertise, I could tighten it up a little bit. <laughs> Add some more to it, make it more up to date, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I just want to ask you uh, something about one thing about your wedding. Okay. It was a, 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 I hear a couple things that happened. Um mm-hmm. Seems like that'd be real stressful. So you lost your engagement ring and, oh, yes. and somebody stole your dress? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So the dress got stolen before I left New Orleans. So, like, the dress was stolen two weeks before the wedding. So I literally had to buy a whole new dress. And that was, like, extremely frustrating because at the time I was living in between two different schools, between uh, Harriet Tubman and between L.B. Landry, Landry Walker School. So... There's lots of children that was passing, I believe, around the same hour my dress was delivered. Mm-hmm. So somebody just took it upon themselves to grab it. And so Aww. that that crushed me. <clears throat> I was trying to get a new dress from these people. Like, please, I never got my dress. <laughs> so I had to buy a Huna dress. So that was definitely stressful. But um, that was one out of about 14 things that went wrong. <laughs> and the, the second thing you talked about, the ring. I still haven't gotten the ring. The ring was actually made for me it was like custom it was like so beautiful and so cast made and we were doing the photo shoot and I, I fell in the water and while I was in the water I was still like being crazy taking my pictures and mm-hmm. all that stuff and having the time of my life 
So the last time I went, the last time I um, I went for like a little, I did my little Beyonce baby boy video when she was like <laughs> falling in the water, <laughs> thinking I was cute. And that water went, whew, and like just, it's, it's it literally grabbed my ring and I felt it like, like almost like a devil just grabbing it off my finger. And it, it, it went, and all my girls, that's how you could tell, like, they my girls for real. Like, forget the hair, forget the makeup. Everybody was diving in that water trying to help me find my ring, but we did not find it. We were not successful, so my husband had to stop at, like, a J.C. Penney's or something because everything was closed. It was like he had to stop and just grab something so that he could have me a wedding ring for the next morning. So that's was, dope, dude. It was it was, yeah, her, that's, it was that's dope. That's crazy. That's, yeah. <laughs> so you had to order, like, the same type of dress? I ordered the same exact dress. And had to get hemmed up and everything. I, and I ordered it from overseas, so I just had to pray that it it, it actually mm-hmm. fit me perfectly, though. It did. That's Man, dope. that's crazy. I couldn't imagine having a big wedding. Just, just, just the thought of it just freaked me out. Just, just like, <laughs> why? What are we doing? Like, but know. I'm a producer though, so I produce shows. I've been producing shows since I was 16 years old. So oh, it was just so, like produce. Yeah. It was just producing something that I had been working on for like 10 years. Yeah, that's a lot of produce. That's a lot of moving parts, a lot of stuff. And then having all those bridesmaids and, and groomsmen, yeah, that's a lot. Everybody was cool, though. I did, like, a vision board, mm-hmm. and so everybody was able to see exactly what they needed, how the look, how the look was going to be. Like, I really planned it out, so it was easy for those people participating. That's what's up. How, mm-hmm. how was your, uh, would you say your upbringing played into, into you making music? Um... You know, like I said, my, my parents are very positive people. They're entrepreneurs. They go get us. They love God. They love people. And that's that's who I am. I'm literally like a product of both of them. So it's very important for me to represent them in the love that they instilled in me. It's my responsibility to give that to the world around me. So I do that through my music, through my mentoring, through everything I do, through all my gifts. Do you remember the first song you actually recorded? Recorded? it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It probably was like some background vocals for somebody else, you know. Somebody at the time when I lived in Nashville, they were um, doing like you know the karaoke tracks mm-hmm. that you find online. Mm-hmm. People actually go in the studio to record that. They don't like extract it from the real original music because they would get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this at the time. So somebody called me in to do like backgrounds. Was it a Whitney Houston song? I can't remember, but it was just like. I just had to do the background parts. So when people, so on karaoke, when you go and you hear the backgrounds, I did, that was like the first few things that I actually recorded professionally. Okay. So, uh, what else you uh, backed up singing for? Because I heard you was uh, mm-hmm. on tour. Yeah. B.O.B. was super dope, man. Super dope. Play piano, play guitar. He did, he did it all. And so, uh, yeah, I rocked for him, dancing, singing. And then I also uh, did backgrounds for Keith Urban, who's like a country music star. I performed mm-hmm. with him at the Country Music Awards right after Katrina because I was in Nashville. And uh, I've done background for Eric Benet. We also ended up doing a duet, and that was like last year. So I was asked to sing background for him. Then I ended up opening for him. And then I ended up doing a duet with him. So, yeah, it's Lil G from Silk, Tony <coughs> Perry, uh, John Lewis, a lot, I mean, Glenn Lewis. There's a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So, how was your, uh, the tour? How was the tour? The tour you know was lit. 
Was it your first tour? It was. It was my first na- international tour. Okay. Yeah, because we went. I, I literally caught caught like sixty flights that year. Mm. So I had to literally move close to the airport because that's how many flights I was catching. So we went everywhere. It was great food. Got to take a lot of pictures. More importantly, I got to dress up like I was at a fashion show every day because I was just like, oh yeah, we doing this. I'm I'm overseas. <laughs> like I gotta match the the swag of wherever I'm at. So it was a lot of fun. So did you did you get a chance on the tour to interact a little with Bob per se? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he was mad cool, man. Like he 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 kind of stayed to himself, like in his zone. And I get that, and I understand that, especially now as being an artist mm-hmm. in my own space. I love my team, I love my dancers, my singers. But there's a part where you gotta kind of like just separate a little bit, just so you can get your mind and your head space right. And so I did respect him as an artist. For that, you know, but he was definitely someone you could, you know, holler at, say he, you know, talk to. It wasn't like nothing really close, but mm-hmm. he did was, he did he give you say any uh, advice, tips, pointers? Because I mean, I know he has, you know, a very interesting, you know, outlook on the world and you know, mm-hmm. the way he thinks. So I just, just you being around him, you know, I'm just asking. For I would that. say I would say the most important thing that I learned from that experience with Bob was to take care of your people. Because when you take care of your people, your people will take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, feed your people. And I, I say that to anybody. Even if you don't have a budget for something, feed your people. Feed your team. Because that shows a little bit of care and concern. It's nothing like, you know, traveling, getting up early in the morning. you telling everybody, let's go, let's go, let's go. And people hungry and don't have nothing to eat. Like, you're not going to get the best performance out of them. You're not going to, you know. But they also told me I was like the missing piece of their puzzle. So that made me feel good, you know what I mean? Like that he chose me out of all these other girls that auditioned and stuff like that. So it gave me some um, encouragement, you know, that I got, that I had what it, t- what it takes. I have what it takes. You also, uh, let me ask you about your, uh, I saw you perform uh, Nola Step mm-hmm. on uh, one of the morning shows on the news. Mm-hmm. How did you, did you you wrote that song yourself? I, I did, I did. And, and who 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 uh? So you came up with the idea for the dance and mm-hmm. wrote the song. How did that come about? No, I actually just wrote. I wrote about New Orleans first, which is my verses, and um, I got with the producer Jamal Baptiste, one of the Baptiste family. You know, mm-hmm. y'all know mm-hmm. legendary New Orleans Friends. musicians. Uh, <laughs> but he he let me hit a track. I immediately wrote the lyrics. Then I uh, I recorded it. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with the hook at all. So two years later, I moved back in town. I was like, I think I'm ready to finish that song now. While I was in the booth, I was like, we need a little dance. I need a little something to go along with it. So I just start, step right, step left. Just kind of like freestyling until I got it just right. And from <laughs> there, I was like, all right, cool. This will, this will be something I can perform and invite other people to do this little hook with me. You know, not really an official line dance because line dances go throughout the whole thing, but... This could just be something that everybody look forward to, you know, when I perform it live. Thanks. So you like to write your music before you go to the studio, or you like to do everything mm. when you get there? I've done it both ways. I've, I've had producers that call me in, and we sit there, and we just vibe. Well, mostly, if I if I go in and I just vibe, it's normally with a live musician. Mm-hmm. Acoustic guitar, a piano. Then we create the vibe. And then from there, the, the producers take it, and they do their thing. But I've also had it where... Send me the track. I'm at home grooving. You know, I send it back to him. And like, all right, let's go. 
or get in the studio and do it that way. And I've also done a lot of voice memos on my phone and I just send it to producers and be like, hey, I need some for that. Hook it up. That's dope. I do a lot of my jingles like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what what type of artist would you consider yourself? A gumbo artist. A gumbo. Because that's, what, that's why I asked you because I see you, you know, you rap, <clears throat> you sing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you. She, she you, used you cover to do interviews too. You know, you cover a lot. <laughs> you know, musically. That. So mm-hmm. that's why I ask. Yeah, um, I'm definitely a gumbo artist. And um, for those who watch The Voice, y'all had a chance to hear Usher say that himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So if anybody want to know, ask Usher, baby. He gonna tell you, Casmate is gumbo. Okay. But no, really, I just felt like nobody can put me in a box. And some people, you gotta pick a lane. I've been hearing that all my life, baby. Guess what? I, hopefully it's before I die but if not that's about to be a genre it's gonna be a genre I mean, it is a genre like if you think about it pop music is gumbo music you know I don't know any pop artists who songs all sound the same right mm-hmm. Beyonce got reggae she got reggae songs she got Ava Maria she got like Spanish songs like that's gumbo that's a mixture of everything and that's literally that's what I bring I'm not about to just say oh I'm a soul artist only no I got rock songs I got rap songs, uh, whatever. You know, I can could, I could roll with the best of them. Let's go. I'm, I'm gumbo, 100% out of New Orleans. Yeah, that's, that's funny that that's you that. say that because <laughs> a lot of people, you know, respect Beyonce, mm-hmm. Snoop, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and because they are who they are, mm-hmm. and then they start to make, like you say, a rock album or whatever the case may be, that music was already within that person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, they strategic, probably strategically waited to do that type of music to the masses After. because they felt it was time for them to do it. But Absolutely. you let your local artists have a, a yeah, I'm pretty more than sure, you know, they got some with rock songs in the computer. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Whether it was before Lil Wayne or after Lil mm-hmm. Wayne, you know, so. It's a mixture. You know, it, 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 it's, it, it's sad that the music industry don't recognize the independent artists for doing, doing that. different styles of music. Like, they love Drake. Mm-hmm. And Drake he, is definitely gumbo. You a swear to God, he's from Jamaica sometimes. Yeah, you know, sometimes he's he from New Orleans. Exactly. Sometimes he's from so, the East Coast, West know. Coast. Like, it's it's a mixture. And I think it's, it's not, like you said, it's not fair to make independent artists have to choose. I'm not, I am choosing. I'm choosing gumbo. Thank y'all. Word. Add, so it, you add heard. it to the you add it to the credits. It. You heard. Add it to the genres when <laughs> I get ready to select what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So we gonna uh, we gonna take a break here and pay these bills here on the Music Exchange <laughs> Radio Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, this your man Chevron Earnhardt chilling with Yako Pico and I am Kazmi. Kazmi, baby. We be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I ask these people, am I not good enough for you? Somebody tell me what's going on. I want to know. In so many ways, blood shed on the street. 
hands and feet We've lost the value of you and me Bloodshed on the streets I'm on my hands and knees I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying Right now more than ever got to be strong Cause Lord knows we're
entertaining. Welcome to my city where the lights are flashing. Bourbon Street Canal, oh yeah, they stay packing. My accent's so thick, people love it, they break it. Mardi Gras, Estes Fest, Bayou Classic. Katrina tried to stop us, but we back in action. Big Easy rapping on his beat, so classy. Keep the city live, see I'm home and I'm happy, baby. If you're from the city, then you should know. Exchange Radio Network. This your main man, Chevin Earnhardt, chilling with my co-host. Yako Pico. And you're tuned in to the two original podcasts, and we sitting here with Kaz Me, one of the contestants on season 19, The Voice. Woo-hoo! So, uh, <laughs> we gonna jump off into that, you heard me? So, uh, first off, the blind audition. You did, uh, you chose Aretha Franklin, Baby, I Love You. Oh, yes. So, tell us a little bit about that. Do you pick the song, 
that or do they give you per se a list of songs to pick from? How how does how does that TV go with with the with that contest as far as what you gonna sing? So basically, when I auditioned in Nashville, because I, I went and did my initial private audition in Nashville, I sung Baby, I Love You as one of my three choices. I also did Crazy by Norris Buckley. I did I'm Going Down by Mary J. Blige. So out of those, they let me do all three of my records. They said, okay, we got a couple more, more auditions for you, you know, before you get to the point where it's on TV, the blind audition. So they, when I went to California, we did some more stuff, and then they actually chose baby i love you as the one for me for me to uh do my blind audition so did that and then uh every other song after that was basically off of a list of songs that they they already had because i guess you you can't use the same songs all the time people get tired of it so they have clearance and songs that they can use and so from there moving forward you do have to choose off of a, a list so that's still dope yeah so you did when you like you say, you had to perform a couple of more times mm-hmm. before you got to the blind audition. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you you kept using those same three songs that you, you no? Did? It was, it was about more of the mental state. They want to make sure everybody's good. They just it, it's so overall. How do you roll with the with the rehearsal and the band and like just making sure that you prepare for TV? Because just because you can sing, don't mean you may you know you may freeze up when it's time. Like mm-hmm. they they still have to check all of the aspects of everything of, of artistry mental spiritual physical health all that stuff matters so when you perform and you had to wait for oh for, my for, god for that chair to turn around nerves <laughs> i know you i'm i mean that's 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 a no-brainer right there you nerves bad and you still got to push through and perform and i was exhausted too because i had been waiting around for like seven hours and and, and I actually auditioned on like the fourth day, mm. so realistically, all the chairs were full when I went. Uh, so it was it was very right. nerve wracking because I'm like, okay, they only got a couple chairs. Left. I mean, I didn't know at the time there was a couple chairs left. I just knew that I was on the last day and p- p- chairs had been filling up. So I didn't know who had what, 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 what. I just knew that I had been waiting and waiting. And I was tired. I had just laid down. My eye was still, even when I look back at the videos now, I'm like, my eyes were still kind of red because I had just took a nap and just had to get up and just like pull it together. So on top of being nervous, not wondering, okay, the chairs ain't turning, what's going on? That was a whole nother level of butterflies. And like, am I about to go home or is, you know, somebody going to turn around? So so when you went on though, did you, I mean, who, who, were your hopes if you can say absolutely I was hoping John Legend I also love Gwen Stefani you know what I mean like Kelly Clarkson has done it and won it so mm-hmm. that's cool and then at the, on the flip side Blake you know he's country so I wasn't really expecting him but lo and behold all of them when they were able to turn around they all said that they would have turned for me so I felt good about that how was I'm giving that? y'all exclusive tea right now because you know what I'm saying like I don't even <laughs> I don't even know if I'm supposed to share that with y'all, but it's what it is. That's What's the but that is the truth. That. It's not a lie. It's the truth. We so. appreciate that because <laughs> I did I did see you know that's something that I mean I I, I want to ask and, and I'm trying to ask it the <laughs> right way I, I guess because it seems like although chairs didn't turn around. Mm-hmm. They had these great things to say, positive, absolutely answers. You know, absolutely. So, so how do you, 
I mean, tell me what that's how how you feel it about was, that? it was great. I mean, at the end of the day, man, that's a that was a dream come true. I've watched that show. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I watched American Idol. I watch all those shows and the people of the voice are so heartfelt, so warm. They were so loving and thoughtful. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have wanted to go anywhere else to display my gift to the world. The way they shared my story, the way they complimented me and showed me love, it was all genuine too. It wasn't like a front of them putting putting on for the TV. It was real genuine love. And so for me, I have nothing but great things to say about it and about them and, and the experience. It it, it has definitely um, helped me, you know what I mean? Like as far as like just my self-confidence because even though I'm singing, even though I've been doing it 20 years, it's like, is my voice going to be good enough to, to get a chill turn? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we all think our music is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody thinks they awesome and amazing. But when you get that confirmation from legends, people who have been in the industry, people who have watched people who were born to do this like Kelly Clarkson said I was born to do this and that is confirmation like I'm good after you seen uh, the first episode how that made you feel watching yourself on TV wonderful it did it did Um, I'm very I'm very critical of myself Mm -hmm. so I was like okay this was good (laughs) this was good I love the way they put it all together you know I looked good. We had to do our own makeup and stuff, so I was a little leery about that because I'm no makeup artist. Mm-hmm. That is not my ministry. <laughs> they touched us up, but because of COVID, this was a, a completely different season. Right. So I had to like really do my own thing. And the reason my lashes was coming off, because for one, I'm not a makeup artist. <laughs> for two, I'm a crybaby. So when they were saying all these things to me, I'm getting all teary-eyed and here go to the lashes. So I'm like... <laughs> Okay, I had the good glue and all that. Like I'm not a makeup, <laughs> so, um, so that was a little different, you know. Just happened to do that all that myself, but um, it was it was a great experience overall, though. That's dope. So with that being said, do they have a wardrobe for you? Because I I saw one of the comments somebody said too about you look like you jumped out somebody cl- uh, uh, old girl Glenn closet <laughs> yeah like me and her style is very very similar cause I, I'm I'm very uh, eclectic like I love switching it I'm, I'm a gumbo dresser too you know what I mean like I love big sleeves and I consider myself like a modern day hero so we basically put together these vision boards of our look and our image as artists and everything that I bought some of my own clothes they, they you know just kind of like styled it put things together they bought our dresses. It was like me trying on everything, seeing what I like best, what I feel most comfortable in. And um, yeah, we, we pieced it all together. Teamwork, you know. Thanks. Was it difficult at any point on the set? Mm, no, the most difficult thing is just to hurry up and wait. You know, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Now wait, wait a minute, wait. We gonna call you next, wait, 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 wait. But um, really no difficulties outside of just the timing and, and just having to wait. Wait your turn, but that's what life mm-hmm. is about. It's about being patient, waiting until it's your turn. And when your turn comes, you capitalize on it. You make the best out of it. You give it your all. You know, no matter how you're feeling, if you're tired, if you're whatever, feeling frustrated, if you're butterflies, be patient because this is your time. You just gotta give it. Right. So, what are what what are you competing for ultimately on the Voice? Uh, ultimately, the goal, the goal, and the gifts were. Um, I think it was like a hundred thousand dollar recording contract with the label, and um, I'm sure there's a lot of other perks that go along with that. You mm-hmm. know, the title itself, being able to 
uh, say I was the winner of the mm -hmm. boys' season, you know, whatever. But for me, my ultimate goal is to be like a modern-day Oprah Winfrey, you know, a mogul, somebody who's changing and impacting lives in a positive way, to have my own show. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's, what, uh, that's what I'm working on right now, next level. So you you getting obviously during competing you you taking a lot of notes absolutely and uh, doing a lot of homework and absolutely. probably being inquisitive and people who probably don't even think some you know artists would be interested in some of those things I'm pretty sure it'd probably look at you strange <laughs> you know like oh, oh she up to something oh yeah but we can't figure it out but we just gotta tell her <laughs> she asked a question we gotta tell her but she mm -hmm. up to something mm -hmm. you know? definitely up to something always up to something that's what's up you gotta keep us though in tune with what you got going on though down the line though I you definitely know? will but, I definitely uh, will good luck to everything you know thank you good so luck much. to you with that that's thank that's you. that's definite you know something to be you know looking forward to most people don't uh, I mean well we all are similar you know like that but most people you you kind of have to be you can't be in the moment mm -hmm. because you you you're doing what you're doing now mm -hmm. to ultimately focus but your ultimate focus is on something else you know right and conquering everything mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. that's a good look that's what's Thank up you. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> so uh how many people is on <clears throat> team legend 10 10. So initially he picks 10 and then it goes down to top five. And then from top five, tonight starts the lives. And with the lives, they I think they're going to send home like eight or nine people. So there's the three rounds that happen where the coaches choose. And then now the lives are happening where the world chooses. So okay. now y'all in the top five, though? No. Uh, well, I, I, I made it to the top five of John Legend's team, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not right. in the lives. All right. So, yeah, so the lives are happening now with the top 17, and then I think like five or six people are going to be sent home tonight. Then from there, you know, you're going to constantly see the lives, which means they're in California right now getting ready to film tonight. Oh, okay, okay. How was it uh, going against another female from, from your region? I love it. I love it. I think she, I mean, Tamara, she was like my neighbor. Mm -hmm. In the hotel, we both was right next door to each other. So we sharing, sharing meals, we sharing conversation, we sharing workout, you know, routines via Zoom. Uh, she's an amazing singer. Me and her both have been in the industry twenty years. Mm -hmm. So um, I felt like it was a it was an empowering moment. I wish that I could have done a song at the same tempo mm -hmm. with her, so we could have really gave a concert, <laughs> you know. But um, it was it was great. I mean, like I said. I showed her love during her performance. She showed me love during mine. And that's the way it's supposed to be. For me, it wasn't a competition. Right. It was just an opportunity for me to show the world a little taste of who Kazme is. Because they're going to see a lot more. Right. So so when they do that, the knockout mm -hmm. uh, competition, what is, like, what is, like, you didn't send her home or she didn't send you home, per se. So what? Well, so, in, in retrospect, she kind of, she did because he chose her over me because mm -hmm. you, you only can choose like one person out of the two just like what happened with the battle mm -hmm. with me and the guys saying it was a duet but he had to choose one of us over the other so he chose me and so the third time is the knockout so he chose her over me so she's in the lives you oh, see oh so she get to do the lives she get to do the lives absolutely 
How was it? Uh, what made you pick the Miley Cyrus uh, wrecking ball? Versatility. Yes, indeed. Period. Yes, Period. Yes, point indeed. blank. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's something how Caucasian women, you know, they sing soul records and people are like, yes, oh my God. You know, but I'm a black woman who can sing a Caucasian song. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to show that versatility. You know, at the end of the day, when the song came out, I, I, like, I like the song. Yeah. And I relate mm-hmm. to the song, not necessarily in a relationship standpoint, but in a in a a relationship with the music industry because I've been going so hard and it's like I I love hard I go hard and I've encountered a lot of heartbreak a lot of rejection a lot of neglection you know being in the industry and so for me that was also a stand to say but I'm still here facts you know what I'm saying uh, when you sung when you sung that part I never meant to start a war Mm -hmm. I just wanted to let you in Mm mm-hmm I felt that in my soul when you sung that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I said that means something to her. It right does. There. It does. That it means absolutely. Right there. Absolutely. I just I just want people to accept me for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I give my heart. I want y'all to see my heart. I want you to feel my heart. And that's that. That's all I could do. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. I just I just want to be accepted for who I am. So, a a who, gumbo artist. Who did? Boom. Who was? That was uh. Who picked that? Who picked her over you in that? John Legend, my coach. Oh, all right. Yeah, so the coaches have to actually choose. I don't, I disagree with, I just have to say that. Okay. <laughs> all right. And here's why, for mm-hmm. the reason why, what you said and he said. Mm-hmm. All right. Your girl, t- Tamara, Tamara. Uh-huh. It took me two times to listen to the song to even know what song she was singing. Okay. Um... And when you sung that song from a black perspective, mm-hmm. you sung it uniquely, mm-hmm. and you sung it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I say right, I say it from the aspect of one of them made the comment that how you started it off was slow. Uh, what? You, wanted, you wanted to come in hot, I'm, bro. That's not how the song. That's start. not how the song started. No, you know, it's so, an evolution. It was it's a, a build. Song exactly, too. It it's a build up mm-hmm. to singing like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know. And it's a technique to that. Everybody can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, period. Like, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm the most humble person. You know, but that's why I don't have any regrets. People like wrong song choice, wrong song, wrong song. I think I, no, I showed y'all range. I showed y'all right. versatility. I showed y'all that I could go in soft spots. I showed you that I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. I didn't sing it like Miley. We can hear Miley sing it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? For me, every song that I sung, I put Kaz May in it. I sang it as if this song was written for Kaz May. And so for that, I'm proud of myself. And I give myself a pat on the back. <laughs> deserved. Well deserved. <laughs> so, but you know, it's, 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 like I said, it's all love. And again, like, I didn't go out there to, to draw blood. I didn't go out there like, oh, my God, I got to sing this song. Like, because this is the song that was initially chosen off of my list. They said, this is the one we want you to sing. So, I'm going to sing it. And I'm going to mm-hmm. sing it like as me. And at the end of the day, it was my season to go to those three rounds. That's what God had for me. Mm-hmm. For her, whatever God has for her, this is her season. She's still in it for that. Facts, facts. And that's how you have that's how you have to look at life. You can't be bitter, you can't be angry, you can't be upset, you can't be playing fingers. You're gonna you're not gonna get that from me. Because then I'm blocking my own blessings. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Then I'm saying, God, no, I wanted that. No, I want what he got for me. Cause I already know it's about to be bigger. Facts. That was another stepping stone for Kaz me. 
the world now know who I am. They had a chance to, to see a little bit of who I am and how I rock and how I roll. I know once I was in tune with you because my boy, I'm gonna put him out there. Mm-hmm. Fool, Lucky Lou. Lucky Lou. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My Lucky boy. Lou. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my boy, he really, be, he really, uh, he been putting me on to you mm-hmm. a while back. Good people. Yes, indeed. Great people. Yeah. I love that dude, for yeah, real. From the heart. Yes, indeed. I talked to him earlier. Yeah, yeah. tell him I say, what's your name? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Lucky put me on to you. And once I watched The Voice, I had a chance to really sit back and go through your catalog. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of songs out. Mm-hmm. Burning My Heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, change gonna come mm-hmm. Funkadelic Those are more times uh, yep. You got the The, in, the <laughs> instrumental Off of Funkadelic Yeah People uh, going karaoke Around their house <laughs> mm-hmm. He's coming back A Million Hearts mm-hmm. Lifted Hip Hop so. uh, Featuring Aaron J Daddy Loving <laughs> Me And Wake Up Yep A mixture of all kinds of music Everything Bro When you listen to it You're gonna be like Oh, yeah. It's quality You know yes, like I believe I believe in quality Just because I'm an independent artist Don't mean mm-hmm. like I gotta give I, I don't just throw stuff out there Like even though it looked like It's a lot of stuff That's stuff that has accumulated Over 20 years Like that took time mm-hmm. Some of those producers Are Grammy Award winning producers Who did some of that You know Absolutely. what I mean So I was blessed to even be able To work with those people And um, so yeah So basically 2021 I'm dropping the Gumbo Collections Every month is going to be a different genre of gumbo. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting off with the Motown, with the Funkadelic, with Burn My Heart, and I'm having a visual album that's going along. So that's basically introducing people to gumbo Motown. So that's going to be first, and then I'm going to go from that to the Neo Soul, then to the Reggae, to the Jazz, to the Funk, to the Rock. Like, throughout the whole year, y'all going to be getting albums every month. That's, that's how I'm doing it. So after that... It's whatever. I could write, I could start creating new music, but I, I'm not going to die with all of that music on the computer. It's going right. to come out and people going to know it. They're going to respect it. That's what I was about to ask you. Uh, you didn't, you didn't set a lofty goal out there, so I wanted to ask you, was you up on music? Oh, the, the, music, the music is done. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, the, the music is done. All I have to do is do the visuals. That's so that's the homework. That's the, that's the working part. And that's also going to keep me very focused you know tunnel vision like this is my project and this is a project for the year so whether I go in the studio and do green screen for all six of these songs you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. and be done in a day then it's just a matter of putting it out so that's how that's kind of how I operate and that's how it's gonna be done so you starting to release them in January? Mm-hmm. You have a, uh, a date for that yet? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Mm-mm. Not yet, because right now my focus is on this Christmas project, this mm-hmm. Christmas right, 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 duet right. virtual thing. So, uh, so you about to go a whole year straight. Whole year straight. Every month y'all going to get a new visual album. That's dope. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's been a long time creating that. So who so. are going to be on your, uh, your Christmas album? Uh, so we have... Um, Big Sam. I don't know if y'all know Sam and Big Funky Nation. I heard, uh, I heard Yeah, I heard. he's amazing. Yeah, he's a horn player. Him, Troy Sawyer, who's another horn player. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, New Orleans Songbird, Robin Barnes, uh, Bobby Ray, who's a guitarist, uh, Destiny Simone, vocalist, R&B, songstress. We have uh, Drea Marie, who also won. Uh, she was in the top three with me for the New Orleans Music Showcase winner. Who mm-hmm. uh, man, the the list is long. Elliot Love, who's in New Orleans. Shout out to Elliot. Yeah, Shout Elliot, out to Elliot Love. Elliot Love. Uh, who else? We got one of my mentees. Her name is Sid, but her vibe is stupid. Like <laughs> she's young. She's seventeen, but her voice is everything. Uh, who else we got? 
I wish I would have had the list in front of me, but basically it's 14 different New Orleans artists slash musicians, um, and all of the songs are duets. So it's me and one person in every song. And a little spoiler, I actually change outfits for every single performance. That's How you doing? Because I love fashion. <laughs> Don't judge me today because I'm tired. <laughs> but that's what's up. That's what you you named uh, you know some 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 people who names really ringing who really really are talented you yeah. know around the city. They dope. They you really know, dope. Really. Saint Saint Mercedes. She's a white girl who plays piano and vocals. Stupid. Oh yeah. Gotta gotta send a shout out to Saint Mercedes. I gotta get all the, the uh, information <laughs> so I can look him up on my website. Up, Everybody's up. name is on my website, and that boy always you, working. For you real, get, I gotta, no, you you definitely need to interview everybody. But I'll also um, I'll tell you I'm a, the post I'm gonna do today later on today. I'm tagging everybody in it so that'll make it easy for you. Okay, that's cool. That's yeah. perfect. But tickets are on sale for fifteen dollars. Y'all go get that. Other than that, it's gonna be twenty dollars, and you only need one ticket for the whole house. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a virtual concert, so y'all can put it on your YouTube. I mean, on your um, smart TV. Once I get you the link, you can watch it however you want to watch it. But we also giving away free tickets to homeless shelters, nursing homes, detention, juvenile detention centers, places where people are gonna be stuck, mm-hmm. where they may not have family or they may not be able to be around their people. But this is an opportunity for all of them to get in the cafeteria and watch it or whatever. So if anybody know anybody in those kind of situations. All I need is an email address, and we're going to be sending complimentary tickets to them so they can enjoy some holiday cheer. Damn, that's dope. So uh, that's dope. What, what would somebody reach out to you for the, uh get some access if they, you know, if they have, like, one of those, you know, places that you name detention center? Yeah, IamCasmate.com. We go to the website. There's my contact information on there, email. There's the Instagram, Facebook. Everything is on IamCasmate.com. That's what's up. Y'all make sure y'all check out Casme at imcasme.com to see what's going on. That's right. Uh, <laughs> tap into an event that she got coming up. That's right. Everything. Buy <laughs> tickets, support, you know, support support our people. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That's all. That's all. But That's what she she working on the uh she about to start working on the visuals for her Gumbo. Her gumbo. Casmade gumbo. Casmade gumbo for next year. Y'all be on the lookout for that. It's going every down. month. Every, every month. Every month. Every month. So 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 there you go. You have someone someone who's who's telling you they're gonna consistently drop some new music and new visuals for you every month. So every month. so just tap into it. Get ready. No matter what's happening, y'all gonna get it. Tell them where they can find you at. I am Casme. On everything on Instagram everything. Facebook artists out there listen that's a note for y'all make it easy mm-hmm. for people to find you I don't want to have to go to if your name is Hulu I want to go to Hulu.com <laughs> I want to go to at Hulu on Instagram Twitter Facebook don't make me go to Hulu 96352 on one thing and the next thing Hulu music on one type <laughs> of music but like keep it simple everything I A M C A S yeah. For sure, for sure. Fresh. And if y'all didn't know what she just did, she just dropped the jewel. It is called Brandon. Brandon, mm-hmm. get Fresh. on it, get on it. You if you're serious you, you, about you, you, it, you got to send them to your brand. One, but you can't send them all over the place. If you send them all over the place, you really don't have you a gonna brand. You're just sending them everywhere. Yeah, you're gonna lose them. Like I, I'm not gonna try that hard. I'm sorry. Like I'm asking you right now, if I can't find you, what happens when I go home? I'm not about to search you. It's not that serious. <laughs> like we need to be on it. Like just make it simple for the people period 
Real talk, Thanks. real talk. Y'all making simple for him. Take it, take it from an artist who's giving you advice. It's free. It's, it's, it's free. free. It's free advice. And I actually have free indie promo that I do for artists too. So if you sign up, it's imcasme.com slash free indie promo. I basically create these promo cards with your with your Instagram information on it, your Facebook, and we just share it. Like it's all about artists supporting artists. So I put it out there on my social media. And, you know, it's an opportunity for artists to just connect with other artists. We, we all trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just different levels. It's, what, what is your goals? You know, where are you trying to go? Mm-hmm. You can't do it by yourself. So we need each other. Absolutely, OG. Thank y'all for having me, guys. We appreciate you for coming by, stopping by, and kicking it with us and letting us know what you had going on. got my head, too. I can't wait to put this on around the children. Uh Wait for the cheering. We got the the Christmas hat. She came through and dropped out the Christmas hat. Facts. Gifts. Gifts. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I'm going to take... I'm going to take my time out since this is a special episode <laughs> and we're going to shout out all our sponsors. 3C Clothing, 3CW, Lucid World, Butler Brand 504, C-Sound Studios, New Level Studios, Ridiculous Media, Grind, Ridiculous Media, Grind Ain't No Game, Stack of Star Clothing. Come on. Um, Thank you. Kazman, what she got going on? You she got me. a whole lot going on so y'all <laughs> tap into that. Yep. Oh, can't forget my dude, Hemp Trails. Mm-hmm. Hemp Trails got us lace, you heard me. He got on, uh, I forgot. Who who made That's the three hat? 3C, 3C. No, three the and hat. Half hats. Three and a half hats. Three and a half hats, yeah. yeah. It's lit. Everybody, hey. everybody, just just throw us what you, we do wear this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do wear it, like, for real, for real. That's we nice. will support you. We will promote you. So just send it in. Just, just send it to us. Yeah. Everybody. Period. Just period. Yes. Period. So uh, till next week. Uh, another special episode. You can catch us tonight for sure, for sure. Uh, y'all tune in. Y'all be <laughs> safe. And uh, once again, blessings. Appreciate Kaz, me, my dog, Yako Pico, sharing yeah. her hard to <laughs> original podcast. But I'm going to let him say his name one more time. Who I'm chilling with? Yako Pico Train, to and original we out. podcast. Music Exchange hey. Radio Network. You know what it is. Word. Hey.